stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We've been hearing a lot of talk, a lot of talk in recent days from the mayor and city councilors about how important it is that they work together to try to figure out what to do about the tax crunch they are facing. But of course, this talk comes after the fact, as in after these tax notices have been sent out to businesses. Well, in fact, sent out to everybody, but certainly for businesses, the sticker shock that they're seeing on their new tax assessments is leading many to, to question what, what future they have. Do they have a future in their neighborhood? Do they have a future in Calgary? Otherwise, how do they cope with this? Right? Because for a lot of businesses, this just isn't uh, you know, a, a modest little increase in their business tax. It's a doubling or even more so of what they're paying each month. And where's that going to come from? Something's got to give. And so it's put a lot of business owners in a really, really tough position. And if city council is acknowledging that maybe there's a way out of this, it's basically an acknowledgement that it didn't need to get to this point. And so I'm sure business owners would love to hear some kind of a solution. They're hoping for a solution. In the meantime, what they've got in front of them and the number on that bill, that's what they have to deal with. In particular, I want to talk about what's going on in Inglewood. Now, I know Inglewood's not technically downtown. It seems close enough to downtown in the East Village that it's really strange to me that with the plunging values in downtown, that somehow we'd be seeing skyrocketing valuations in Inglewood. But as a result of that, that's meant a lot of businesses in Inglewood are getting walloped. In fact, the building where next guest has her business based the tax bill has gone from 1500 a month to 6400 a month. 1500 a month to 6400 a month. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. So how do they deal with this? Joining us to talk uh, more about all this, very pleased to welcome the program, Kelly Duty, who is founder and owner of Social School in Inglewood, socialschool.io. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, so when, when did you get this information? Well, I happen to have a really transparent, um, friendly landlord who's been a business owner and landlord himself in the neighborhood for mm. quite some time. So he let me know that the assessment came down in, um, well, when, when they were sent out earlier in the year and that it was bad. But I didn't know at the time that the billion, it's not really my business, but I suppose it is. Right. The building valuation went from 811000 last year to $2.2 million. So it wasn't until we received a tax bill last week, and I just happened to be carrying garbage out of my shop on a Saturday, and he was up on the roof of the building beside, and I said, Daryl, what's the damage? And he shouted, it's as bad as you can possibly imagine, Kelly. Your building got walloped. And so I found out on Saturday, and I took to social media on Sunday. So you were, you were expecting uh, a hit, but were, was it still a shock to you when you saw that number? Well, to be honest, I've got I've I've got a business to run. I wasn't expecting a hit. I didn't. I don't. There's so little transparency that as a, a business owner and a, and a, someone running my household bills, I saw what that increase was. I swallowed mm-hmm. hard and I accepted it. 
Um, but no, I, I had no idea because how are we as commercial leaseholders, small business owners, supposed to have any clue about what's about to hit? What people don't understand is this, you know, that, that in a commercial lease, that the tenant, small business owner, pays 100% of the property tax. But most of us don't see that until an adjustment at the end of the year or the lease term where we get a $50,000 bill in the mail. In my past tenancies, that's been a $1,300 bill. But at this point, it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll start paying it monthly because I'll, that's, I can't afford 50k at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a whole lot of factors. How, how are you supposed to deal with this? That, that's what I, I find so hard to fathom is where, where business mm-hmm. is supposed to find all of this money. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, someone asked me that yesterday and it was the first time I sort of had tears in my eyes because you go, well, wait, yeah, I guess I, is this, is, this really is real. Um, for us, we're going to be okay. We have a really viable online business and it's eight years in the making. Our space in Inglewood is new, but um, I guess for me, I, I'm tired of rolling over and I sure don't mind being the voice of it to expose our numbers. It's unnerving. Nobody wants to stand up and say, here's my rent. Here's my tax. Like, look at me. Woe is me. Um, but if it means that other people are going to pull back the kimono, as they say, and talk about what they pay in rent, for us, it's 3000 a month market value for second floor re- or, uh, office space in Inglewood. And now we're paying 3200 a month in property tax. When people actually see those numbers, and I don't even just mean, you know, general citizens. I mean, other business owners. I had a number of friends yesterday text me and say, Kelly, I feel like such an idiot, but I don't even know where to look for these property tax numbers because they're buried in my ops costs or my additional rent costs, which they are. I just happen to know our lease really well and know where to find them and have a landlord willing to share them with me. So this building that you're in, uh, so the, the valuation has more than doubled. And, and that's what seems really strange, that maybe it is a valuable piece of property. But for it to go from 800000 to $2.2 million, mm-hmm. how, how is that possible? Yeah, that, Rob, you've hit it right on the head. That's where I, every explanation that's been emailed to me from both my, you know, my counselor who's doing, I think, the best he can and from other people well-meaning at the city, it just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm taking crazy pills because if you can tell me, hypothetically, that the bow tower is suddenly worth two-thirds of what it was if it went on the market tomorrow because it's got, you know, just lower vacancy rates and lower market value, et cetera, and yet you can tell me that my two-story cinder block 1955 building in Inglewood um, that I put, yes, 100 k into, shame on me, has gone up $1.3 million overnight, um, it just doesn't stand. It is. It, I said to a friend of mine who owns a restaurant on 10th Ave downtown-ish uh, yesterday, I said, Charlie, what's your damage? Um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where the pillage line stops. Is it just around the shiny towers that are all getting a break, truly? And I'm not afraid to say it out loud because it's happening. Or is it just outside the core? Like, where's the radius? Where does it end? And why has Inglewood, as many business owners, again, are saying behind the scenes and they're afraid to say out loud, but I'll say it. They're being, it feels like it's been unfairly targeted and that all our, all of our little old buildings have been suddenly redesignated as class one buildings from class three. We used to be like right one step up from a class four, which is basically like almost uninhabitable, dilapidated from what I understand. Again, I'm a tenant. I'm mm-hmm. not privy to this, but I do know that, that my landlord and other business owners and building owners in the neighborhood have said, yep, we're suddenly a class one, like shiny new build which is just crazy because nobody's putting work into their buildings right now. Right. So, th- so this is other businesses, other buildings in Inglewood are dealing with the same thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Across the board, whether it's, um, you know, they know it yet or not. What I felt really bad about yesterday is I, I wish that my neighbors at Stash and Plant and, I mean, I called out Recess, my poor friend Kyle, who we share a building with, because we're about to split our new $6,400 tax bill down the middle. Him and I is the only tenants of the building. Um, and um, he wasn't even aware of it yet because he hadn't happened to run into the landlord. And I spoke with the landlord and he said, I just haven't had time to tell people yet, which is true. So what's happening is that bit by bit, these tenants are going to become aware of what's happening, these small businesses. So it's not this sort of, unfortunately, it's not this groundswell of people all becoming aware at once. The first I saw of it was the fellow who owns Worst on 4th Street in Mission. He posted it right front and center on his huge sign outside his restaurant before the, the provincial election. And it was, you know, 2015 tax um, bill this and 2019 property tax bill this. And I think it was like 15 grand to 94 grand or something crazy. Um, and I thought, oh, interesting, but it's not really a provincial issue. So why is he posting that now? But I mean, as we all know, provincial and civic obviously overlap a little bit when it comes to property tax. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just don't feel like it's my puzzle to solve, Rob. I just feel yeah. like it's just like, you know, the first thing I think is, well, yeah, like figure this out. I don't want to rebate. I don't want to refund or some promise of a grant because I'm not a charity case. And I haven't built a business in Calgary for 10 years. I've had several. I've been an entrepreneur in the city for 10 years. I grew up here. I chose to come back here because I love this city. And I also have been marketing Inglewood as part of my business for nine years. I started the Inglewood YYC uh, Twitter account nine years ago. Um, and, uh, and I have never run my business hoping for a grant or a refund or a rebate. And that is absolutely not what I'm about to start doing based on whatever God knows plan they're coming up with of some refund. Right. Just give me stability. That's it. Let me run my business. Sure. And that's not unreasonable. But, you know, you, you hit on something because... You know, Inglewood is, is such a neat story. And, and you know, the, what that neighborhood's turned into. And the, and the people who live there, the people who work there are very passionate about it. You, yours mm-hmm. is the kind of business that you could go elsewhere in Calgary. You could even go outside of Calgary and still be able to do what you do. There's obviously for you some meaning and value to being where you are and your connection to that community. But what's mm-hmm. the concern here? I mean, if, if we start to drive businesses out of communities like Inglewood, are we reversing a lot of those, those positives and, and everything that that neighborhood has, has achieved? Mm-hmm. No, it's so true, and, and uh, I, I guess we're certainly not the only ones feeling it. I think any business owner in 17th Ave, if you ask them what their taxes are, your jaw will drop. I found out what Tim Hortons, for example, on 17th Ave is paying in property tax, and I tell you it's a million double-doubles that you got to sell to pay that on an annual basis. And um, when I was a journalist 10 years ago, I wrote a story on a friend's store who was closing on 17th Ave for the same reason, and then come on in the big box stores. So... You know, as soon as these market forces are at play and the valuations of these smaller businesses or these buildings go higher, but ideally that does not happen with the help of the city is the point here. Um, but that's when we start to lose these character spaces and these, the vibrancy of these communities and everybody complains that there's no more mom and pop shops. Well, okay, this is exactly the starting point. There's a lot of people from Vancouver weighing in yesterday on Twitter saying like, yeah, welcome to the problem in our neighborhood. We're now speculators come in because... Someone, the city, has stamped my building as valued at $2.2 million, which is crazy. It would never sell for that, not, a, not in any world. Um, but that becomes when the, that's when the turnover starts to happen. And beyond that, that's when the, the mom-and-pop shops move out because they, of course, can't hack it. Um, and and the one, of, one of the funnier things I saw yesterday, though, was someone suggesting that we all take our businesses back downtown where the tax breaks are massive and we can all do yeah. much better. And then they'll move into Inglewood and we'll have the same problem downtown, you know. I know it's it's frustrating. Um, 
So where, where does this go from here? As you say, I mean, at least your, your city councilor seems receptive to to these concerns. I, I think I think they're mm-hmm. well intentioned here in, in trying to finally figure this out. Although you know, it feels like they've kind of dithered up until this point. I, I don't know, Kelly. Where, what happens next here? Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that, Rob. I feel like, um, I mean, I'm not in council chambers. I know that I pull all-nighters trying to run a business myself, and I, this is an issues that none of us want to have to dive into, but of course we will if we need to. So I can't speak to what they've been talking about for what I've understood, I understand now to be three years of being aware of this problem. Um, what I have read in some of the columns and opinion pieces is really, really disheartening about what, how they saw this coming. And now after these assessments have been mailed out, and these tax bills have been mailed out, they're now trying to band-aid it with a rebate of some sort. I mean, I don't have to spell out how ridiculous and frustrating that is as a taxpayer to hear. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, part of it is for sure just letting us Letting us run our businesses the way that we should be able to in a normal society, especially the so-called entrepreneurial town and, and lifeblood of Calgary, as job creators, as, you know, vibrancy makers, community builders, I think to myself, my business has, we don't ha- use education, we don't use healthcare, we don't even have garbage pickup. We didn't have, you know, water, as I said in my Facebook video, for the whole month of March. Meanwhile, my family, like, we have a lot of that stuff. My kids, my, you know, um, so maybe there's a shift more to residential. A friend of mine said to me yesterday, like, can you believe how much the residential property tax increase was? And I said, well, yeah, but I mean, I'll take a $50, $60 increase any day, sorry, over the $2,700 a month increase my business is about to face by the mafia who's not even got my back. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I think the overspending, it does, I don't even have to point that out. I think we're all aware of it. Um, I want to be as socially progressive as the next person, and uh, it sucks when you start to find yourself preaching conservatism when it comes to or siding, I think, in that regard as a progressive human and person when um, all I want is fiscal responsibility but and I want social programs just like the next person. Um, but there's a lot of things that I, I, I know we can all say, I couldn't afford that in my personal budget, so why the heck can we afford it in our city budget? Like, come on, you know? Well, Kelly, appreciate you taking some time to talk to us about all of this, and uh, let's hope next time we talk that um, it's a little bit better story to tell, I guess, than than this. Thanks, but uh, all the best, Kelly. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. There you go, Kelly Duty, as the uh, founder and owner of Social School, a business based uh, out of Inglewood, SocialSchool.io. So they'll try to find ways of coping. Other businesses may not be able to do so. And so then, what happens? What happens to those businesses? What happens to the neighborhood? I suppose the businesses start to leave. Obviously, then the vacancies will lead to a plunge in, in property values. But I don't know. I mean, is this sustainable? Does this make sense as a system? Not just Inglewood businesses that are dealing with it. Kelly talked about the experience of businesses on 17th Ave. Yeah, they got to deal with that. Plus, they've been trying to cope with the construction that's been going on there. So there's all kinds of issues in, in that part of the city. It is quite a mess. And City Council now seems on the talking a good game about addressing this, but is it too little too late? 403-974-8255 is the number here, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.